0: FlushCare.com slash weight loss. you serious?
1: So there's plenty of ways to kill
2: some time out there. Right now, you're killing some time with myself, Marcus Bronzi, And once again... Mr. Midas, I'm here again. I hope you're not tired of my voice. <laughs> not at all. Not at all, man. And it is day one of the convention E3
1: uh, we've managed to find a corner where there's a little less noise, I mean the place is crazy apparently 60,000 people are at E3 this year, 60,000 It's mad isn't it? It's crazy but um, let's get straight into it, what have you seen today, what, what was the first thing on
2: your menu? Um, so the first thing this morning I watched Nintendo Treehouse um, so I watched loads of Um, reveals, the biggest one was the new Super Smash Brothers, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, they have brought back every single character that's been in any Smash game every single character from every Smash game yeah that's a lot of characters it is a lot of characters um, another really good reveal was Bandai Namco's um, Dragon Ball Fighters mm-hmm. um, is on the Switch and then probably the biggest reveal of the night right now in relevance Fortnite is now on uh, Switch and uh, and you can download it free tonight what do you think that's gonna mean for Fortnite um i think it's gonna mean a lot of younger audiences being able to play the game because i think as a parent if you see a nintendo switch and you see a a, a, a shoot them up that's cartoon looking they're not going to see it as anything degrading it doesn't look a, look like a pubg and as soon as we got here you saw me rushing so i was rushing off to um v v, v rally 4 Which is basically a driving simulator. Um, I'm not huge on driving simulators. I prefer arcade driving games because I just like to drive and not press the brake. But this one was a proper simulator, like I was skidding all over the place. Breaking, slowing down. Great graphics, great lighting. It's not my cup of tea because, like I said, I'm not a thing. So that was cool. Um, then we both played Strange Brigade. Yeah, Strange Brigade. In fact, we're in the Rebellion area now. Yes. Yeah. And uh, it's
1: it's a. I don't think there's anything like it. I think it's something that definitely encourages co-op play. Right. It's a game that I, you know you can play it by yourself, but it's definitely designed for co-op. Uh, what do you think of it though?
2: i was saying to the rebellion guys that it reminds me of when we were kids and you'd be with your friends just playing a game quickly it's got that it's got that... I don't think I would enjoy playing that as much on my own. I think with you with your friends, um, you'll have a blast. Yeah, yeah. What did you think of the
1: commentary when you're playing the game as well? It's hilarious. It's fair to say Strange Brigade is doing its own thing, right? Yeah. Going in one direction. And there was another VR game that we both played as well, which went in a
2: totally different direction, wasn't it? Oh, uh, so it was called Arca's Park. So the protagonist is an unnamed protagonist, and she basically lives in a really bad world where there's garbage and everything and she gets this vr unit and it makes her have escapism and it's just a literally a vr game that you're moving a ball around with your head now that doesn't sound very really exciting but the music the atmosphere the way it all comes together is really cool What kind of people do you think can play this game? Because when
1: I first heard about VR coming to consoles, I was like, this is only going to be for people that are specifically
2: interested in serious gaming. I think this is going to be the game that people who want VR for life will play this game. I don't think people that are hardcore VR, hardcore gamers, are going to be like, yeah, I want that game. It's people that... when VR start doing things like seeing your family on VR, um, doing 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 conferences where VR having a meeting in VR rather than flying to another country, these are the games those kind of people will play.
1: Yeah, Ark is definitely that. And and what do you think of the visuals of the
2: game as well? Love it. Love the art style. Love the look of the characters. Don't how would you how would you describe the way it looks? Because it's got a very it's got a very specific look, hasn't it? I would say. Anime get get a pot here. Yeah. so we're gonna make some gumbo. In our gumball we're gonna dash some anime. All right. We're gonna, we're gonna dash boondocks. Okay. And then we're gonna dash Got a sprinkling of fairy tale. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, that's I feel like it's got it a is. sprinkling of fairy yeah. tale in
1: it. Um, and not in a way where it's like sort of, you know, glass slipper and stuff like that, but it's just got that kind of magical essence to it.
2: Yeah. Um, so that was really cool and then the rest of the day was all with square a lot of square things so I went to the Tomb Raider, Shadow of the Tomb Raider presentation and I had it behind closed doors, hands on really really liked it Um, it's a lot more gritty, they're making Lara really dark and um, so that was really cool I I love they've got a new mechanic where You put um, mud on you. I put mud on your skin and it makes you even more stealthy. So, like, you literally just got your bowl and your knife and you're just stealthing and going through bushes, jumping off trees, like... You're like... um, Arnold Schwarzenegger in Predator. Predator. (laughs) Took the words out of my mouth, fam. Took it out of my mouth. Didn't that? Um, And then we got to see something really cool. Free title. Um, Yeah... Uh, the adventures of Captain Spirit yeah the adventure of Captain Spirit I just
1: want before we move on I just want to say the level of realism that they're achieving in specific games like, like Tomb Raider
2: is still blowing my mind I literally said to the guy this looks like next gen Yeah, it doesn't look like and don't, don't ever get don't ever to, this gen's amazing but it looks like if this if this is what this gen looks like how can you make it look better yeah I, I felt like you're watching a movie in third person yeah at certain
1: points the water the sweat the way hair ruffles in the wind trees in the distance it's crazy it looks so looks so so sharp yeah yeah and there's only one there's one gripe i have about the game but some people will like this and we experienced it in, in, in the in the um, hands on that we had, and that was definitely the underwater scenes now i'll let you know why this is yeah, yeah. Lara Croft underwater running out of breath gives me anxiety in this game there is more. <laughs> As well as a lot of other things, there is a lot of, of underwater uh, stuff going on, and they managed to add extra levels of anxiety with things making you jump, uh, making you get scared, having to squeeze through really tight
2: spaces while you're running out of air. So, have you played the other reboots? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, she <laughs> got killed in so much level spikes in her head, in her neck, like everyone's just like, ow! Out. Like, they violated her the way they kill her. And it's like, oh, yeah, well, you wasn't pushy enough to kill you putting spikes for your body. Let's make you drown. Yeah. This isn't Sonic the Hedgehog, you know. It's not do-do, do-do, do-do. Like, that was calm, innit? it. am not going to deal with that. used to but give me anxiety as well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you get stressed <laughs> easy, fam. It's just underwater stuff.
1: This is the eel climbing around your neck while you're trying to swim. Uh, Have you seen they've even got traps underwater as well? I didn't see the traps. And underwater. apparently they've even got piranhas. I'm just going to have to get down with it because the rest of the game awesome so yeah, yeah that really excites me um,
2: um, yeah and then you were, I, yeah come on so just quickly what, one thing that really impressed me I um, need to obviously say thing, but I've always found because un- Tomb Raider and Uncharted now are basically in the same ballpark yeah. and I find Uncharted probably the best at doing action, it feels like an action game and I felt like, I lo- I think Rise of the Tomb Raider is incredible, but I felt like the action just was missing a bit, it just didn't feel that action-y, this action sequence felt like it, it felt like a proper action movie it's probably the most I've ever felt like that playing the Tomb Raider game
1: and also it's got quite a seamless jumps between cutscenes and actual gameplay, yeah. so certain games will have quite lengthy, bits, quite, quite lengthy cutscenes that you have to watch and this game seems to bounce in between cutscenes and, and actual gameplay in a way
2: that you almost don't really know that it happens sometimes, yeah. I mean, and then you're back in the action yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, it's really true. And they even got the God of Walk tripe of, like, when you kill someone, it zooms in, and and, and it's a little cutscene, and then goes back into the play. So, yeah. really cool. Yeah, Lara Croft's stealth. Uh, her stealth knockouts and kills are, are good. Yeah, yeah, she's about this life. Yeah. It's like she's from and fam. <laughs> Yeah, she's a bite. She's even from Brickyard the Norm. One of the two. Either grew up in Narm or Bricks because she's doing her madness. So
1: after that, it was um, the awesome adventures of Captain Spirit. Do you want to kind of set the scene about why this game is how it is and where it sits in the timeline of the franchise that it's in?
2: Um, okay, so I don't know. T- like, I'm not a huge... I don't know that much about Life is Strange but I did complete Life is Strange 1 Life is Strange 1 for me was really fun it's um, it's one of those I won't say it's a point click adventure but it is it's that kind of really cool art style um, about two girls and one girl around found that she had the ability to be after a in time what they've basically done is they want Life is Strange to be about that world and not just those characters. People really, really latched onto both of those characters, and then when they did um, <laughs> their like their 1.5, they removed the they removed the main protagonist and made it a prequel. So it seems like each time they're releasing something, they want it to be about that world, different people's stories in that world, and I think that's why they've Im- implemented this. They've created something that's really really cool you've got this young um, boy he's i think he's like nine years old and he's able to do really cool things because he uses his imagination remember when you were a kid and you use your imagination to pretend that you're f- f- flying in the spaceship but in terms of the game you they can actually make you be flying in the spaceship thing so it's a really really cool concept and i think it's two things i think one is uh um, labour of love because they just love that world yeah. and I think what they want people to do is people they want people to know almost like I know it's a weird comparison but almost like GTA isn't about a character GTA is about the gameplay and what GTA is every single GTA game it's a new character Um so I think that's what they want to really implement. They want people to live in the Life of Strange world and be able to play different games in that world. Mm. Now, you said the game, to me, before we uh, started recording this, was about two hours
1: of playing and Play. But I still think that's quite a big gift So glad because the game is free. Yeah, it is. Uh, and and you and he said it a good few times. He yeah. used that shot. <laughs> By the way, it's free. <laughs> Did you know it's free? But uh, you know, when you've got developers rewarding um, consumers with big bits of content for free, how do you think that will help franchises like Life is Strange?
2: Oh yeah, well, it was going to be do amazing because there's a there's a, uh, a child who can't really parents can't afford to buy him all of the new games will get that for free play it love it and then say you know what? this is a franchise i want to get into and then they end up buying it also there's nothing better than than a developer showing you how much that you mean to them and them saying look we've made this it's something brand new and we're giving it to you like it shows how much they care about their fan base yeah most definitely and i think it'll pay off
1: and i look i look forward to playing the rest of the game because there's a lot to get involved with there's yeah. loads of bits of it and next it was more square stuff wasn't it yeah. uh, we both saw just for uh, just cause four and again visually that blew my mind but also as a game i mean if i didn't know what just cause was about how would you describe it to somebody who was brand new to the
2: franchise so i'm not i'm going to be a hundred percent honest with you i'm not a just cause fan Okay. so I've, I've so Just Cause is basically it's a it's a destruction based game but it's all based around physics so it's about shooting this attaching this to something else and how it reacts in physics it's got a huge fan base I'm not one of them really <laughs> yeah alright wow. I'm going to do some talking then <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a I'm big fan know. of the franchise because I love
1: physics games yeah. so uh, if you don't know about Just Cause like, you know what you explained it very well man just, it's a game where everything can be destroyed. And you can facilitate the destruction of it with grapples by grappling onto stuff and moving yourself towards it, or grappling things together, or grappling people to things. Also, you can fly around in it, or glide is a better set of words. It sounds like a superhero. He is a superhero. He's a superhero, the main protagonist. And this time around, we've just got more explosions. More grappling styles. You can attach rockets to things. So, like, there's, there's a crate. You can attach four rockets to it. And it can float away or one fire thing away. I did see. Tornadoes. And, yeah, that was it. <laughs> this is another thing that made me feel like like, we're looking at next-gen stuff. The environments. Now, I know you're not a fan of the game, but you must admit,
2: or the franchise, shall we say, but you must admit that the tornadoes... Seeing the aeroplane getting lifted lift up by a... F- Tornado was a madness, I'm not even going to lie. Seeing a missile being fired into a tornado and interacting with it. Yeah, it's mad still. It's mad. It's
1: crazy. And then um, the next thing that we looked at was Kingdom Hearts.
2: Yeah, so just to break it down to make it easier. So Mm. Kingdom Hearts is basically Final Fantasy meets Disney. So they get characters from Final Fantasy. They get characters from the Disney world. Put them together and it's basically a simpler, I'm not going to say simple, but a simpler RPG. Yeah, I okay, think that's a fair, a fair description. But because they've got all the Disney IP intellectual property, you
1: get all your favourite Disney characters. Not just running around being Disney, they're also
2: kicking some ass as well. Yeah, like it's crazy to see Donald Duck and Goofy <laughs> fighting and rocking up, man. Um, I'm a huge... Um, JRPG fan, like I love JRPGs, I love Final Fantasy, and I've only just got into Kingdom Hearts. But this game looks amazing, like it just every one thing you said to me that was really important. Um, you said it, the thing that you didn't want to hear is the two things they put together doesn't just make no sense, so you feel like it's gonna be a force. It's like peanut butter and, and jelly for we're in America isn't it, So peanut butter. Yeah. That to me makes no sense. Who the rest puts jam with peanut butter?
1: But for people
2: who like it, it works in it. And I think that's exactly what it is. I think people who don't get it just look at it and say, What is this? I don't get it. But people who do they love it. Yeah. Like their fan base is crazy. And it plays really well. Like, um, I felt fa- I found it really easy because it just felt like a traditional square RPG for me. So, like, I didn't need too much prompting. There was a few things I wasn't too sure about. Um, I played the Hercules um, world, so they've added an, an, a couple new things that you can they've added verticality so you can run up walls um, and everything's just bigger and better yeah and gargantuan bosses yeah huge bosses on some routed god of war
1: team (laughs) (laughs) Um, right uh, we've also been joined by someone else so I'm going to give a shout in a second he's just having a chat with someone else but before we move on in the last podcast we spoke about the potential of Spider-Man yes now, between that being
2: recorded and now... Do you know one thing we forgot in the last podcast? What was that? How did we not mention Cyberpunk? 2077. How Do you know, there's just so that. much going on it's that, that we can be forgiven if we cover it now. So, I'll let you take the... So cyberpunk um is a rpg set in 2077 i think mm-hmm. and it is from the makers of cd project red which is i think there's um are they swiss yeah i think they're swiss and they made the witcher series the witcher 3 is one of the it's like up there is one of the best rpgs ever like people love it incredible and then they've basically created a whole new rpg which is in a mod which is in like the future punk world with cyborgs and guns and all kind of things bright and it's colorful it's blade runner with it's, it's blade runner with all the colors from um, splatoon <laughs> <laughs> it's very colorful it just looks it just looks so incredible and i think they made such a great game with The Witcher 3. Everyone's so excited to see what they can make in a, a futuristic world. And uh, I can't wait to get hands-on with it. I've not yet, but
1: when I get hands-on with it, I'd really like to talk about it. Did you get some hands-on yet?
2: No, no, no. I don't even think the game's at the stage for anyone. Really? So I think it's literally... I think the, today was the... F- all, all, all that's been seen prior is been. Um, CGI trailers it's the first time they actually showed any type of game I think it was gameplay yeah it was the first time they showed any type of gameplay and if it wasn't gameplay then they showed the actual world but yeah prior to that it's only been CG trailers I look forward to the full experience That's
1: that's a good thing about E3 you get to see things that you know you get to test how the crowd reacts to certain things and there's been a strong reaction for that but Spider-Man Spider-Man we spoke in the last pod we were like it could be something that goes very well or it could go in the other direction because Spider-Man can be a tricky one to to hit right yeah. now the conference from Sony had Spider-Man in it and there was a, a lot shown to us how did you feel and, and what did we see
2: so I'm in two two minds I was excited about Spider-Man and they've only showed one villain and then they showed like five <laughs> and it was like it's one of, it's the it's the it's the blessing and the curse isn't it like we've been able to we're blessed to be, to be out here and play um, games but then when we play the game it means we have to replay a scene that we've already played I think they showed a little bit too much for me personally because I would have been more I would have been more happy for them to show three villains and then when I play the game I'm like oh there's six villains I kind of feel like they're making you they just want to get everyone so hyped so they're showing you everything Um, other than that everything about it just looks amazing I think from even from last year's demo like it looks like like i was saying to you before like it's a labor of love like sony don't play about with their first party titles and do not play about with them and if they're going to put out a first party title it's going to be great and if it's going to be a superhero one like they're not going to play about and they're not with this the gameplay looks phenomenal it looks yeah. smooth
1: it's probably the best superhero gameplay i've seen since the arkham series and i'm i'm not saying that light yeah, that's a big statement it looks good i, I need to get hands agree. on i need yeah
2: if it if it delivers when I get my hands on it, I almost think it looks better And I'll tell you why (laughs) I'll tell you why I say that statement For me, I think Arkham was best when it was in tight spaces when when it became too open and Spider-Man was flying it, I mean sorry Batman was basically flying it just it, it it was a bit of a disconnect for me when Batman's in tight environments and he's broking up bare people it's perfect Spider-Man being able to swing around the whole city just works so well for a, for an open world game you can't get better and he can obviously run up walls
1: he can set off traps yeah. he can swing around it's like you're getting the. it looks like you're getting the
2: full Spider-Man experience experience yeah yeah, so that's probably one of the probably one of the highlights now. And I'm really excited that they've that they've implemented Miles as well. Yes. Yes. When when you saw that, how did you feel? Yeah, I was like, like Repping for the man there. <laughs> I like um, I like what they've done with um, Aunt May as well yeah yeah I mean she's
1: also a character that people can get wrong sometimes yeah because there's we've seen various iterations of Aunt May we've seen just the, the, the old granny and then we've seen like a, a real tough woman
2: yeah and then they, and then not that we're talking about movies but then in the reboot of Spider-Man Aunt May's like some hot spice now yeah yeah <laughs> I'm like bro how may become a spice like she meant to be the granny How's she a spice that I'm no sense exactly exactly
1: but um, I'm going to ask you this now and I I know this could change before the end of the convention but if you could take one game away with you right now all games are going to disappear off the face of the earth right and you could only take one game one of the games that you've seen here at E3 what would it be that's hard Gun to your head Gun to my head Everything else. Give me, else give me a countdown 10 seconds 10 9 8 7 6 5 4 3 <laughs> Cyberpunk
2: Wow <laughs> was it, And that's all on the potential the And game? that's on the potential As, as, as um, Witcher 3 Being so incredible mm. That The belief in it Okay, that's a huge statement. All right. Okay. What about yourself? I don't slap. So, 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 uh, for, for me, the the gun's already been caught. So we're gonna go to five. You ain't even okay, got ten cool. seconds. Bye.
1: spider-man <laughs> Also, I've uh, bumped into. Do you want to introduce yourself, Ian? I'm Ian Transfield. <laughs> Thank and you. And laughing at my name. <laughs>
0: uh We've also bumped into each other. I didn't know I was gonna see you here this year. Well, You, know, uh, you I, are a veteran, bro, aren't you? I, I am a veteran, and every time I think about that, it scares me. <laughs> I've been around many years. It's, I should get a real job, but whatever. It's working out all right for you. It's aren't working you? out fine,
1: yeah. I get to go to E3. Yeah, and better veteran. than that. Exactly. Before we crack on, I, I want to get this out of the way. How can we find more Ian Drenthal? Because I know that after listening to you, people are going to want to click on something
0: and find you. Uh, I guess the best thing... I mean, you can go to my YouTube channel, Yeah, Bransfield. <laughs> <laughs> just search for Bransfield on yeah. YouTube and you'll find me there. Or Ian in the future on Twitter if you, you want to hear my daily moronic ramblings about God knows what.
1: Definitely worth a click. But uh, you've been here at E3. What have you seen today? First day of the convention.
0: The first thing I went to see was Remedy's new game, Contact, which was shown, I believe, for the first time at Sony's conference. Kind of a bit of a surprise. They just popped it out there and everyone went, wow, what the hell was that? So I think I know a little bit better what the hell it was but at the same time not very much so what the hell is it? exactly it's a I don't know if you played Quantum Break the last game yes so it, it's, it's of a similar theme and then it's a third person shooter the camera's following you around and uh, you've got your little gun shooting your, the baddies and stuff that's kind of like the very very basic theme of it but it's covered in supernatural elements and there's these powers that your character has and she can um, she can manipulate the environment around her like she has the shield power where she rips up chunks of, of concrete from the floor and uses them as a shield and she can use kind of, uh, I don't know the word but like these these supernatural powers to lift up um, items and bring them to her and use them as weapons and thrash them around and stuff and you're, you're facing off against these supernatural enemies I keep saying supernatural it, a lot uh, you're but you're facing off against these supernatural enemies that are called the Hiss, I believe I and... It's all set in this one building. that is infinitely like changing and turning into. I, I, most of the game is set in this building, and it's constantly changing. And you can do things to manipulate the rooms. And the couple of things this show does in it is like she she walks up and she pulls a light switch. And as soon as she pulls pulls the cord, the the light switch cord, the entire environment just completely changes to somewhere else. And so it's it's yeah, it's this ever changing building that's the headquarters of the federal bureau of something I've forgotten, I don't have my notes with me, uh, but it's all very mysterious and kind of x filesy and all this kind of stuff, and it's, yeah, there's a lot of weirdness going on, but it's really intriguing.
1: So like with the Quantum series, I, I always remember it having some sort of extra content that they tied in, like some live action stuff. Have they gone in that direction again, or have they decided to just keep it all
0: in-game? So as far as I'm aware from what I've seen, they haven't gone with that kind of thing. And I think they, they mainly went with that last time because they had like Microsoft's money with them, and Microsoft were like, hey we'll give you plenty of cash you can make these film bits because they, they they were making the TV series for Microsoft which ultimately was dropped and it turned into just like content for the game hmm. but um, yeah this time around there's still obviously there's still story elements and uh, from what I could gather from what we saw there are kind of like little video bits in it but generally speaking no it's, it's, it's more focused just on the uh, game thing there's not kind of the wider almost television show around it cool and uh, what else have you been up to then? uh the second thing I went to see was a good one for me Rage 2 well 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 <laughs> The original rage came out uh, when did it come out six seven years ago and was a very brown game set in this desert quite a dull setting. It was post-apocalyptic, a massive asteroid come and destroyed most of the Earth. And you're one of the survivors who've been underground, and blah 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 all this kind of stuff. And it was just living through a wasteland, kind of Mad Max situation. And it was, uh, it was not very well appreciated. I enjoyed it, but I can totally understand why a lot of people actually did not like it, and they did not. So Rage 2 kind of runs with this whole thing of it being quite a dull setting, quite a banal setting, and just flips it on its head and makes it crazy and makes it bright coloured and stupid and over the top. And it, it's a first-person shooter, I should mention. <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, I mean, like this time around, they've given you these crazy powers, like uh, you got the shatter thing where you can smash things with your hand and. You got this uh, smash where you dive in the air and punch the ground, and things around you explode. And then you've got overdrive, where I'm I'm doing the button motions with my hands. Both triggers. Yeah, both triggers. And uh, after that's built up, it like it just gets this explosion of color over the screen, like this really pink and blue hues to everything. And you're you're faster and you're stronger, and the music builds up into like this like really heavy rock style and stuff and you just work through these waves of enemies like destroying them all and uh, like using your shotgun to volley them up in the air and stuff it's a very silly game in that respect but it's I mean I've I probably played it for 15-20 minutes and I came away pretty much in love with it it's, it's really good <laughs> awesome I, Rage 2 can I jump in and ask
2: you both a question yeah go on so Death Stranding we saw a very long trailer and did you both see the trailer okay and nobody knows what this game is prior to the trailer and the trailer showed a lot
0: what is this game about that is a question a question that I don't think will be answered even after the game is out (laughs) Judging by Hideo Kojima's previous games, who knew what was going on in any of the Metal Gear Solids? Honestly, it was all over the place. All right, can I let me let, let
2: me try to make it even easier, which is not going to be any easier. Can you even explain what you saw?
0: I think I think I can get a bit of a grip on that. So Norman Reedus, the guy from Walking Dead, is in the future, and he's got a job at the Royal Mail. That's exactly what
2: I said. I said, he's either a Uber Eats driver, or UPS.
0: Yes, he might be Deliveroo too, but every other trailer's like big, and explosions, and violence, and all this kind of stuff, and you know, some great games coming out, like Rage too. I just mentioned, but Death Stranding was different from those, and even though it was peculiar, and I had no idea what was going on, and it... Did just look odd. It was interesting in the fact that it was so different to everything else that was shown. And I really do want to play it. I mean, even if you are literally just a delivery man trekking across this futuristic um, um, landscape post-apocalyptic landscape. I, yeah, it's, it's captured my attention. Uh, the third thing I saw was not that long ago. It was Resident Evil 2, the remake of that. Okay. Yeah. What did we get from the remake? So uh, I sat down and played a 20-minute demo of that, timed demo of it, which is basically they sit you down you get as far as you can in 20 minutes and it stops. Now that is, as far as I remember, the same demo they did with the original Resident Evil 2 back in like 97, 98, whenever it came out. I'm a massive Resident Evil 2 nerd. Like, I used to be able to sit down and play that game start to finish, one sitting without even taking a hit from any of the bad guys. <laughs> and like, you, The thing is, I trained myself to do it because there were so many like unlockable elements and stuff and you had to be able to do the game quickly and blah blah blah. So I taught myself how to do it and now they've took that original game they've completely broken it down but they've kept the general themes and like the settings and the characters and stuff and they've rebuilt this brand new game that's like it's it's you know it's completely modern it's not the old game redone it's it's a new game i don't know what i was expecting but for some reason i wasn't expecting that and what kind of struck me was how it's so very different it's completely different to play like how it plays but at the same time it really captures what the second game felt like and that's something that's really um Almost surprising, I guess, for like Resident Evil 7 and Resident Evil 6 were very different to each other and very different to the earlier Resident Evil games, but the Resi 2 remake really feels like resident evil 2 Mm. it's claustrophobic and it's eerie and it's it's proper survival horror again it's not an action game it's not about like shooting everything that moves it's about sometimes running away from stuff and 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 being just unnerved by what's going on around you it made me jump more than enough in just the 20 minutes i played it so yeah i'm i went from being interested in that to really looking forward to it just from just from that time will you be playing it with the lights on or off i'll be playing it in blazing sunshine with the lights on and probably a few torches around me switched on as well just in case <laughs>
1: wicked right i'm going to ask you this question now there's three to pick from really i asked Midas the same question if all games disappeared off the face of the earth and you had to pick one that you'd seen at e3 to take home at this moment in time i know it's the first day of the convention things can change
0: what would that game be That's that's difficult, because I actually really like the things I saw today, a lot. I think, right now, the place my brain is, the place I am in life, I would go with Rage 2. Rage 2 over your beloved Resident Evil? That's the thing, I feel like I've done Resident Evil before. And that's that's not to discredit the remake in any way. I'm really looking forward to it, as I said. But Rage 2 is something fresh and new and I'm a sucker for first person shooters and especially ones that are willfully silly with what they're doing mm. and bright and colourful and oh, I love it it's great oh, awesome man uh, well thanks thanks
1: for uh, having a quick chat with me today man what else have you got coming up in the week?
0: well I've got a bunch of stuff that I've completely forgotten Fortunately it's all written down so I can just check it but the one thing I do remember that I'm really looking forward to is cyberpunk
1: yeah so many people are I, we, uh, Midas and I were saying we're not sure if there's any hands on that will be available yet is it just going to be more content?
0: as I'm not entirely sure, but it would make sense for it to be kind of a hands-off thing where yeah. the developers play through a bit for you or show yeah. you a video of it and talk yeah. about it and talk about the, the experience and yeah. let you ask questions and that kind of thing. Yeah. Which isn't ideal, but, you know, it's better than nothing because we haven't yeah. seen anything of it in years.
1: Mm. All right, well, I might grab you later on in the week then and find out what that's like and also get myself down there. want to check it out. Uh, so this is day one of the convention and part two of our best
2: of E3 of how to kill an hour i've been marcus bronzy i've been the one and only mr midas the face you've seen from your tv screen the jrpg king ian this is gonna have to be longer than that you know
0: oh god um (laughs) i've been ian dransfield was that longer
1: yeah yes <laughs> just, just a bit just a little bit <laughs> I've been Marcus Brunzi uh, plenty of ways to kill some time out there thank you for killing some time with us